0: Okay,
1: so is this
0: where we are telling everyone where... Yes,
1: that it means hello. Okay. How are you in Japanese? Because we're going to Japan, bitches. Is it all you
0: know how to say in Japanese, you basic bitch? Oh.
1: <laughs> it doesn't even feel right coming out of your mouth. Calling me that, or I should I say, bitch. you were doing, you're doing it for the show. I am, yeah. But I'm like, try, I'm, trying to this right, I'm trying new theme, right? Where to... you're trying to be like a character. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no. not working Fuck. for you. Okay, you're too nice. You can't yeah. do it. Um. So yeah, by the way, it is the only thing that I know how to say at this point. But I'm gonna definitely be sure to continue doing my little lessons, dual, dual that I've been, lessons Yeah. So I've, I've, you know, um. It is something that I'm starting to pick up now that we're like, you know, we finally book, booked our, our plane ticket, so it's really happening now. And also, you also learned that Kansamara is not
0: Japanese it, for a thank you. Yeah. You know, after mm-hmm. someone corrected you, one of
1: our BAs on the field. Yeah. And <laughs> It sucks because you
0: were so proud of I that I was too. confident. You're like, Kansamara, that means thank you. Or I think w-
1: Yeah, my thing was that I was really confident about it. But the thing is, I... I I do that a lot because I know some Korean words and I know some Japanese words. And so, you know, you get them confused. Like, you know, especially when you don't really know the language like that. But my Japanese is definitely gonna get better now that we're going to Japan, bitches. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, like, we've been planning this
0: trip for at least two years now, and Mm -hmm. it's finally, finally
1: happening yeah and the thing is that when we say planning we don't mean like we are planning stuff to do like we have like a whole itinerary Mm -hmm. you know quite set in place like the flight and the hotels booked, right (laughs) yeah but uh what we mean by that is that we've been trying to go for the past two years and it's been nearly impossible because of covid and everything that's been happening with that so it made it very challenging to to you know get to the point where we're at now and not to say that they weren't open uh before their borders weren't open before but they actually had required you if you were going to go visit it would it would have to be because of like work or uh you know some type of like group organized uh situation like a school trip right Mm -hmm. and you had to have a chaperone the entire time too so now they've officially opened their borders to everybody and what's great is that you don't you know as a tourist you don't need a visa to go to Japan which is wild to me but that is the case and so we just were like fuck it we're doing it like we didn't look back we just hit that click button, click that button book to now. book it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, something co- good.
0: That, that's something that's surprising to me because, you know, I've traveled to different countries, numerous countries. And every single time I leave the country, I need to apply for a visa. So Japan, they are only asking for a negative COVID test. Uh, they want to know where you're staying, obviously. Right. And as with any country, anytime you go visit a country, they want to know where you're staying. And that along with proof of vaccination. If you're not vaccinated and they want a, no- a negative COVID test. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, Joel, this is going to be your first time ever leaving the country. And, you know, what better way to travel than with Delta One, on business
1: class? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not paying us to you say know what? this. We're, <laughs> we have no shame I mean, in admitting that we are flying Delta One. If For anybody who... For knows what that is, yeah. And for you peasants that don't exactly oh. know what Delta One is, you went there, y'all. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> it's it's the <laughs> crown. his where is not mine. It's the crown talking.
0: Um, you know we're talking about the seats
1: that lay f- lay down flat. They turn into a bed, and yeah, it's like you get your own little pod. Mm-hmm. You get your own like flight attendant that attends to like your every need, mm-hmm. making sure that you're comfortable.
0: And you get champagne and li- unlimited, unlimited, unlimited champagne, champagne, three course meals. Yeah. Unlimited champagne, your own little cubicle, like you said, right. your own
1: little staff kind of. They have and like a shower too, I think. On the some, plane. some do, yeah. yeah. But
0: did I mention unlimited champagne? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, for me, all for like, us. <laughs>
1: I mean, it, it was worth every dollar. Oh yeah, I mean, it was some, worth every dollar.
0: As y'all know, we were working with Delta Airlines last year. And so we were able to like cash in on some of those e credits and yeah. miles and all that. So I mean, it doesn't full it doesn't
1: go fully. You'll notice that you know we did put some work into. We literally this worked trip for happen. it. We literally worked for it, and then on top of that, we, you know, invested our own obviously money. Um, so it was. I think it's. I mean, I haven't done it yet, but I know it's going to be worth every dollar. We're going to be on a plane for fourteen hours. So. My question to
0: you, Joel: I mean, are you nervous about taking a fourteen-hour flight nonstop over the ocean, three thousand miles above the ground?
1: I mean, when you fucking put it that way, who wouldn't be like <laughs> Jesus? I mean, I haven't really thought about that actually until now. So thanks for mm-hmm. for giving that, giving me that, you know, kind of like that heads up. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely gonna be a little bit uh nervous because. You know, like, it's, you're still that many feet off the... 3,000 feet. Right. I think it, no, it's... No, 3,000 miles, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know it's like, it's like 45,000 feet up in the air. We're high. You're up there. <laughs> we're really, really <laughs> high, uncomfortably so. And um, not to mention that we're going to be going through the fucking Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Like... No, we're not. We're going opposite. He, oh, Right. We've been through the Bermuda yeah. Triangle. And so with that said, I feel like, although I'm going to be nervous, I'm not going to be as nervous in in Delta One. Yeah. You don't feel turbulation on first, like above first class, right? Turbulence. But you still feel- What did I say? Turbulation. <laughs> <laughs> So and not so only are we ghetto. bad at
0: math, <laughs> we're bad at geometry, uh, geography, I'm sorry, and now grammar.
1: Also bad at geometry, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you don't feel turbulence in first class, right? No, you
0: still feel it. You're still on a plane.
1: Mm. I beg to differ.
0: <laughs> so, like, yeah, I did kind of leave out that part about flying over the Bermuda Triangle when we went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, but you'll be fine. You know, you've flown over the Bermuda Triangle numerous times already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's fine i'm fine you're fine we're good and you know this time i don't know if i mentioned this but we'll have unlimited champagne
1: yeah, you know what the champagne's definitely gonna help for sure so. oh yeah i'm not mad at that it's, at all
0: it is gonna help for me that's for sure i mean because, yeah. i mean who doesn't love champagne in first class right but um there's gonna be more to come on japan on yes. kosovo stay tuned y'all yeah we're actually gonna do a whole episode about our trip obviously but before that Joel, you're gonna to put together a Japan series, kind of yes. leading up to our trip on social on our social media pages. Right. So specifically on Instagram.
1: But yeah, there's gonna be more information to come. Yeah, um, more an, info as to as it it come. Closer. But I'm definitely really excited to be doing that part of of that trip because there is so much more that's involved in that. I know I've kind of spoken to some friends about it, but for you know our listeners who don't really know, there's definitely more background too. Mm-hmm. To this japan trip right there's like certain things that you may not be aware of that are going to be happening so again more like you said more info to come
0: who gives a regular card anymore boring
1: why not take the time to give a little more joy after all small gestures go a long way mm-hmm. and card my yard Plano west can provide you with exactly that a personalized greeting for any special occasion who doesn't have a milestone or a special announcement coming up anyway i got my lips and my nose done the other day and that's a special occasion i should have gotten a sign
0: for Could've, should've, would've, but Card My Yard Plano West can help you make that event even more special by personalizing your yard with custom yard greetings.
1: Yeah, and Card My Yard Plano West also services some of your North Dallas area now. And before November 1st, when you type in all caps the COSOOL10OFF promo code at checkout, you'll get a 10% discount.
0: Be sure to request more information on their Facebook or Instagram at Yard Plano West, or on their website www.CardMyYard.com forward slash Plano-West. So
1: that was a quick little life update on what is to come. But for now, we wanted to focus this week's episode on National Coming Out Day, which is on every October 11th. You know, this is actually what inspired our conversation for this week because I don't think we've really had that conversation with you guys about what, you know, if you're listening to us, it is for a couple of reasons, right? Maybe you think we're stupid and you love laughing at us. Um, hopefully that hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> Maybe you're just intrigued by what we have to say um, and you're just, you know, invested, right? Uh, but along with that, you obviously have us right where we are the people who make Kosovo we are the show and so there is a sense of investment in our 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 stories and you know whether it's mine or yours Mm -hmm. or together Um, but you know that is a part of our journey right it's you know we never really covered how coming out and what that meant and what that looked like for us and how big it impacted our lives because it's it is as serious as it sounds right you're you're letting We're so we're gonna let you in on on that intimate side of Mm -hmm. of that moment and what that looked like for us that's a whole conversation that we've never had again with you guys but it definitely is one of those life-changing moments and i thought it was a good time as any to talk about our own experiences with coming out and i actually find your story babe to be i think the most interesting because you were 36 when you did this Mm -hmm. i mean when I did it, I was like sixteen going on seventeen. So for me, it was like what I think most situations or you're that typical like coming out trying to find situation. Yourself right. You're down. like discovering a lot. You're either doing either you're doing it in high school or in college, but no. Or in your adulthood. In <laughs> my case. <laughs> right. And in, in your case, you were thirty six and you had no idea. So it was just like a big, big moment in your life. So I always found your story specifically to be very like midlife crisis. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like pre-midlife crisis without the crisis, you know? Right, yeah. The big so. question mark for me right.
0: in my in my timeline of... Being who I am. Yeah. So like, I like to call that what time. What do you call it? Because you called it something really funny when we spoke about it and I thought it was hilarious. I like to call that time in my life,
1: you know, the my age of enlightenment. Age, I love it. Honestly, it's hilarious, but I honestly just, it has a nice little ring to it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah I like so, it. proceed.
0: Like, honestly. <laughs> I'll allow you do to. Do tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, honestly, I never knew I was
0: gay, by pan, well, you know, whatever. We're still trying to figure out which one I am. But if you had asked me if you wanted a direct answer, I would have to say mostly Pam. Pan. Pan. Pam. <laughs> mostly pansexual. <laughs> Who well, the fuck is Pam? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about work. Um, The Pam spray that we use for non Oh my God. Okay, let's yeah. get back to the topic. Focus. Focus. So um, I, if you had to ask me what my sexuality or sexual orientation is, I would have to say pansexual. Me, I, I know we've talked about this a couple of times in the past, basically me liking the way people think or the way they perceive their the way they show themselves through their thoughts and how they are as a person yeah so but before i became aware that that was my sexuality it was and i knew it was anything but straight
1: yeah i had
0: never heard of national coming out day yeah like it I, honestly like I, I didn't know about it and because honestly it didn't quite quote-unquote affect me directly right. during that time yeah, yeah so I never that. I never really gave it much thought on the impact it has now mm-hmm. now that I am on the LGBTQ side National Coming Out Day is very symbolic for so many people to show you know the support of coming out uh, coming out of the closet so much that it is basically a national recognized holiday now I mean like banks aren't closed or anything like that but it's all 50 states recognized October 11th as National Coming Out Day yeah.
1: And, you know, I'm personally, I'm, I'm so glad that there is a day uh, that is dedicated to help people feel that sense of empowerment, right? And to be their true authentic selves. I don't remember personally, you know, since you brought it up, I don't remember, you know, being in high school and like hearing about that holiday or, or that, you know, that uh, day being dedicated to to the LGBTQ people. But, you know, um, or even like, it affecting me personally. Mm -hmm. Like I don't remember, it's very unclear uh, of it growing up, but it wasn't something people spoke about openly in that time. And so I think as time has gone on, I'm so glad that it is something that is being more and more spoken about, that it's more dedicated. And I think that the more that we talk about it, the more it is normalized. And I feel like that's something that it should be right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. as it should be. So, um, yeah, like, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm honestly, I'm right there with you because I also don't remember, you know, learning about this day or I don't remember it being so out in the open as it is now. And, you know, I was alive when all this like first started out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the day, October 11th, it's recognized because it marks the anniversary for the second major national march on Washington for uh, lesbian and gay rights that's like the one of the major significance behind it yeah
1: and and it you know rightfully so and I think it is an important day that that for me now when I think about it and I recognize its value you right it's so much more because I mean when I came out at 16 and boy it was a messy time to be gay in school I mean I dated all of the pop- popular girls and then went behind the scenes and I was hooking up with all the straight guys for you for me um but I never spoke about my sexuality out loud right out in the open like I I was always this quote unquote straight person and living my life as a straight a straight person at 16 even though I knew what I liked you mm-hmm. know and at that point it was more guys than girls but I had the whole I like girls more mentality, and you know, and I what tried your, to make it okay. Get I don't know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's the, that's the mentality that I that I tried to have, right? Like I was like, oh, I like I like girls more than I like guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it just kind of made it more okay to like, you know be gay without being gay yeah you know
0: so, i i see i see what you're doing like, ah. back back in high school so <laughs> you were being greedy with both guys and girls like you just want they both of them and you know i see you see but uh, you know you're not doing that anymore so you right. know for me for me growing up you know i was straight guys never crossed my mind um I wasn't good in the dating scene. I'll mm-hmm. be the first to admit that I wasn't good at the, You're the like, whole dating. you fucking sad. <laughs> it was, I mean, this is a time before like Tinder and Bumble because I mean, I was. When you
1: actually had to be your. Yeah, go yeah, up to people. And, this,
0: yeah, I was in high school in the 90s. Yeah. And, you know, so I never really got the whole dating in high school experience. So there was definitely no like. High school hookup stories in my diary. I mean, how gay is that? In my diary. <laughs> <In> <laughs> yeah, you should have known better. Um, <laughs>
1: so, you never thought about exploring your sexuality, even if it was with girls, right? Like, I mean, because, you know, it's funny. Like, I think that people perceive, like, oh, it's natural for you to, you know, uh, be a guy mm-hmm. and want to look at a girl and feel some type of way, mm-hmm. right? But what if it was in reverse and you, started off looking at guys a certain type of way and then you were like oh no I think I'm good with girls you know what I mean uh, yeah because honestly- it's like it's like when I asked you I remember when I asked you that question I was like well, did you ever explore your sexuality with girls you kind of were like what do you mean mm-hmm. and I'm like well you know like that should have answered your question right there <laughs> but like for me I-, I say that because I
0: did not like I- I'll be frontly blunt I was a virgin until like in my 20s yeah. so I was very much a late bloomer Right. And it's not that I didn't want to explore, you know, my sexuality with women. Mm-hmm. Believe me, like I, yeah, I thought about it. I mean, I was just that awkward high schooler, I think. And I did try to date, but you know, I got shut down a lot, and I got, yeah. I got used to the word no whenever I would ask a girl out mm-hmm. or just something innocent like, no thanks, yeah, like I'm good, I'm gonna watch my mm-hmm. plant grow or something. I better not.
1: <laughs> yeah, and for me, like
0: I just never really dated, just because. Mm-hmm i guess even as i got older it's like what's the point because i got so used to hearing no and i'm like i'll just not even worry about it so that was always the back of my mind it was always like on the
1: back burner type of thing okay interesting you know i do feel that in a in a way though because i went through my my own awkward looking phase two, Oh, wait, you know i no, least i looked awkward well, you know, you say <laughs> you didn't look awkward, but you know, then I had a spring break low up in seventh mm-hmm. grade, and I was in middle school, and everybody thought I was this new kid in school, even though I had been going uh, to school with everybody. I grew up with everybody there. So um, when you say spring break, since elementary, and since they said- were all like, "We got a new kid," because they—that's how. Um, how do you, I don't know how to say it in a nice way? Just That's me. how irrelevant I was during mm-hmm. that time. You know what I mean? Like I just nobody noticed me. Mm-hmm.
0: Can't believe. It. But like, what what do you mean by like seventh grade glow up? Like, did you get taller? Did you do something different? Or what 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 is that? In,
1: yeah. Funny? So it was funny. Um, it was during spring break. I remember just kind of feeling. I was I was bullied. You mm-hmm. know, a little bit in in middle school. I was the kid who you know, was just picked on or made fun of, or, you know, I, my, like, a guy would walk by my desk and drop my books on the floor just because, because and I was just sitting at the desk with my books. Was it because, like, you were little, you were short, or what Yeah, so I had, like, glasses, and my hair was just, like, all the way down, like, my glasses were these little, those little circular ones that you would see that almost looked like they would fall apart as... If you just touch them, yeah. <laughs> um. So I had that. I had braces too. So, okay. and I dressed different. Like I just dressed with like my, you know, my shirt tucked in with the belt and khaki pants. And, and this is even seventh grade. That was like in two. This is me in seventh grade. Something. girl. I don't. I can't even do the math. <laughs> but it was in seventh grade. And so that was the kind of that was my look, right? Mm-hmm. And so then I, seventh grade comes around. Uh, I'm sorry. Spring break, and it just so happened to be the time that I was gonna get my braces off. And I get my braces off. And at that time, I remember telling my mom, don't know what inspired me, but I was just like, I want I want contact lenses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to do my hair different. I want to go get a haircut. And, I mean, I got like, I remember getting like green contact lenses. Oh, so God. I probably, it's <laughs> probably why people didn't yeah. recognize me. Because I mean, I really literally just changed the color of my eyes. So I go... I come back, so I get my braces off, get my contacts. I do this spiky thing with my hair mm-hmm. um, and come back after spring break. I mean, when I tell you I popped off, I <laughs> popped off, okay, because literally nobody recognized me, y'all. Nobody recognized me. I was this completely new student and our school was small, so... If there was a new kid in, in, in town, like everyone would know about mm-hmm. it, right? Like, oh, there's this new kid in school. And so I was that new kid <laughs> in school. And it was like everyone was hearing about me and they were like, ooh, ooh, who's this new kid? He's cute. He's cute. And I was like, no, it's me, y'all. Hi. Is <laughs> that me? <mean? laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's me, Joel. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my glow up in seventh grade. So, the reason I asked that because yeah.
0: obviously, whatever. The kids are eating by kids. I mean, you you back then in seventh okay. grade, I didn't hit my growth spurt or my glow up or whatever until uh-huh. I was like a freshman, sophomore in high school. That's mm-hmm. a long time from seventh grade to freshman, uh, freshman to sophomore. You took your time. You that, t- believe me, I had no control <laughs> over that. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I, again, I never said I was awkward looking. Yeah. Um, stop, stop.
1: You don't have to <laughs> prove yourself to anyone anymore.
0: I mean, like I was... Tall and lanky. Yeah. Um, I work and had my own brand new car by the time mm-hmm. I was 16. Okay. And I think, honestly, I think those are great dating recommendations. If, you know, yeah. if somebody, in a teenager wanted a date somebody that, i would
1: have been more than happy to date you back in the day yeah yeah but you would have been like in elementary school but except you would have been way out of my league wait if pre glow up i would have dated you post post up i would have been like no thanks awkward joel <laughs> would date it would have dated me yeah but post uh glow up joel like, you, trying,
0: have. you trying to lock all this down when i glow up and everything? you know honestly
1: <laughs> if i had to put it on like um um as a As a spirit Halloween costume, Mm -hmm. I was that nerd costume that you'd buy at the store. Oh. Yeah. You know, my mom didn't know better. I get it. She just (laughs) dressed me the way she thought I looked most appropriate. So You know, I
0: can't picture you as a nerd in high school. I mean... I think when I think of Joel, uh-huh. young, young Joel in high school, yeah. I picture, I think of the movie Pitch Perfect because, you know, you always talk about your high school choir days and you're always like doing acapella, singing songs and dances in the cars and everything.
1: Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, no, not. I mean, OK, so here's the thing. I look like a nerd in middle school, mm-hmm. right? Like after seventh seventh grade spring break. That's when I, I had my glow up and I became hot shit. Okay.
0: So so is that when you started to like explore your sexuality after your glow up and your, you know, did that take place now or at this time or later on in life? So
1: it actually happened like the year after that probably, or actually I think it, it, it was freshman year of high school, but I got to a point where I was ready to come out mm-hmm. and just be more, you know, honest version of myself, you know, for myself mm-hmm. and- I can't remember what pushed me to do it. I don't know, you know, at what point I was I was dealing with a lot. I think of inner conflict during that time, but um, uh, I, I was just going through that situation about like what I would and wouldn't allow people to see, you know. And I was living a double life, and I definitely was having all of these natural impulses to give me, you know, to give in into that side of me, but I wouldn't allow myself to do it, and I kept repeating that same cycle again and again and again until i got sick of it and that's when i decided to you know to speak uh decided to speak to one of my biggest influences in my life during that time uh, my choir teacher laura uh, who i credit so much for helping me you know find that courage for being you know to be my honest self and be honest to myself and to the people who love me right mm-hmm. and I was lying to everybody, you know, but it definitely was after. Okay. Definitely was after.
0: So did anyone know about your sexuality before you spoke to Laura or was she like the very first person you ever spoke to about that? Yeah. What, what, so what did building that courage look like? How did she help you with that?
1: Here's the thing. People knew, suspected it, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think there was a few girlfriends of mine. And when I say girlfriends, I mean like friends that are that are girls, mm-hmm. not girlfriends, girlfriends, but I think my, you know, they knew, a couple of them knew, but my biggest fear was telling my guy friends. I think that was the biggest dilemma that I faced was telling them. And, uh, because I was really close to three, three buddies of mine during that time. And I never spoke to them about it. Right. It wasn't something like, you know how guys are like, you know, you don't, you don't talk about your talk feelings, about your feelings and, you know. and you know, things like that. So I never said it out loud to anyone really either at that time. Cause I, I was still like you know quote unquote in the closet uh with you know few and little people knowing mm-hmm. so it was it was uh it was a journey to say the least okay.
0: i i gotta ask this i know we didn't talk about this earlier but i know you went to high school with your friend sarah and she was one of the first Sarah Neo, yeah, yeah she so was one of the first when, when you, and she's still one of my best friends when so. you told her what was her reaction
1: i can't remember um I don't remember specifically her reaction. Do you remember? Do you know something that I don't know? I think, because I know we've talked about it before. I know we probably have spoken, but it's just at this point, it's like a blur. When you came out to her, she was like, oh yeah, I already knew. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) okay, yes, that's where I probably would have said, because I do remember her being very nonchalant Mm -hmm. about it, and she was just like, oh, okay, I remember now. So when I tell her that I'm gay, she's like, are you asking me you if asking you're me? gay? I'm confused. <laughs> like she knew obviously that I was gay and she was just like okay? Like she was like like you knew that already? <laughs> did you not know? I'm confused. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, how did how did your guy friends take it when you when you told them like what were their reactions
1: when you told them about your sexuality and that you're gay and you're coming out to them? Yeah, um so I remember speaking to my teacher about it. And I remember just kind of expressing to her how scared I was that they weren't going to accept me for for who I was and, you know, treat me the same way or see me the same way. And I think that's what held me back from telling them or really anybody in general about that part of my life. But after having that conversation with her, she just kind of made me realize that, you know, if they really loved me for who I was and they really loved me as as much as they did um, and as a friend um, that, you know, everything outside of my sexuality wouldn't matter, mm-hmm. right? And if and if it did, then that just meant that they were never really uh, my friends, that they never really loved me to begin with. And I think that's what made me kind of just flip that switch in my head, right? Where I was like, okay, in that moment, I realized that this was probably – that aha moment Mm -hmm. where it's probably the truest thing about my life at that point. Right. Like, okay, if they really care about me, then it won't matter. And if they didn't, then it will matter that they didn't care about me because at that point, it's like, they were never really my friend. Right. And so it was just like, it was was just like that. Like for me, Mm -hmm. like it was that, that's just like switching a button. Like, I just immediately knew that what she was saying was probably the truest thing I was going to hear Yeah, at and that time. I agree with her because, like, I agree with what Laura said because
0: for me, I didn't have anyone to talk to about my sexuality because, you know, again, different generation, I'm older. It's not something as a guy that you talk to right. somebody right. for guidance. And I remember you telling me. Like, and you hey. have
1: a lot of guy friends mm-hmm. in your life, too. Yeah.
0: And I remember you telling me, it's like, hey, you, you need to talk to people just like a while back to that way you kind of get comfortable and ask for guidance i was like no i'll figure it out or whatever because like i knew my friends were not gonna act differently towards me in in my mind similar similar to what laura said if my friends care enough about me as they say they do then my sexuality shouldn't be an issue because i mean why is it how is it changing their life who i love and who i'm with you know? Right. And so with that, I got to ask,
1: I got to ask you, did you lose any friends when you told them? No, I I actually didn't lose friends. I lost um, another special relationship in that time of my life. It was my dad's relationship. But, you know, I was lucky enough that, you know, when I did sit down and tell them all, you know, Laura kind of helped mediate that entire conversation. And, you know, it was me and her and my three guy friends. And I told them, all at the same time, because I honestly just wanted to get it out of the way. I was like, you know, I just need to do this all at once. I wasn't going to sit them down each one by one. I couldn't bear myself to yeah. do that. Because I was just like, no. This just used to happen with all of them in the room. Me in the room and just having that conversation. But they reacted so graciously about it. I remember getting emotional myself. Because, you know, they were all like... One specific friend I remember was just like, dude, we love you all the same. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You know, who it you're, you're still... You're still our guy, like yeah. you're still our friend, and that was such a relief for me. Uh, you know, and me and the guys still, you know, stayed friends for a long time after that. Now I'm not friends with two of them, but that's oh. for two completely separate oh. <laughs> reasons. Outside of okay. outside of that whole sexuality moment. Um. So not, i not I related. do, huh, that was so the two friends that you're not friends with now that was not not related with... to to me and, and being gay now, mm-hmm. um, so here's my thing is like you know, I realized now that we're having this conversation how for me it was it was nice to have that influence in my life, mm-hmm. right? I feel like you didn't have that mm-hmm. uh during your coming out journey, and I think that it made it more difficult for you to have that conversation with your family and your friends because all you really had was me. Yeah, but that's all I needed. No, I know. And I know... Stop. <laughs> um, no, I know. And I know that that was great, but it was its it was still while... And well, I know we'll get into it mm-hmm. a little bit later, but it was still while I was going through my own personal struggles with with you, mm-hmm. too. And I will well, touch on that a little bit more, but... I just wanted to say I just kind of like it just kind of dawned on to me that I had Laura by my side, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that I was able to be that for you because we were friends before we became, you know, uh lovers, mm-hmm. but for sure prior to that, you know, I'm I'm glad I had that and I'm glad I was kind of able yeah. to be that for you too. Mm-hmm.
0: Are you getting emotional? No.
1: No, okay. <laughs> Keep going, stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
0: that's how you came out to your friend. How what about your family? How did you come out to them?
1: Okay, so I don't remember how I came out to my mom <laughs> is the thing. I do re- I do remember her having, you know, a little bit of a hard time. And when I say a little bit, I mean, like, understandable, like, difficulties. You know, of the idea of wrapping her uh, head around me being with a guy. You know, she had seen me with my girlfriends and stuff like that. My ex-girlfriends before that. So it- I understood where you know it was a little bit more challenging when i started bringing my boyfriend around and kind of like just being affectionate with him i remember uh, Mm -hmm. my mom yes because that's what you do Mm -hmm. i had a life before you no you did not have a life before (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i remember you know she actually kind of sat me down and just had like a quick conversation nothing super serious Mm -hmm. she was super super gracious about it and super like understanding and coming from like love a place of love but she was just like you know hey like you know i just want you to know like you know i i know you love him or whatever um and you're being affectionate but it's just it's it's a little bit challenging for me to see that right now mm-hmm. just give me time like you know to get used to it and so uh yeah i mean i remember her just having that conversation with me and just telling me how again how much she loves me how much she supports me and how she wants me to be happy but she just needed time to get used to it and I respected that yeah. so uh, you know I didn't kiss him or wasn't like affectionate with him very much for a little bit there Damn but right, you weren't uh, oh my god but as time went went on you know she it just became like nonchalant like mm-hmm. nothing um, with my dad though it was a little bit more difficult because yeah he coming out of his life so. Oh yeah okay. so didn't accept it as well okay as, as 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 good as my mom did um i told him and he was just kind of like you know obviously not accepting of it and told me that it was just you know not okay i remember him just saying not okay to give in to my urges and that's pretty much the extent of that conversation yeah. so you love this equipment like, of yours huh i used to yeah mm-hmm. that's all i got from this whole. from this, this yeah. whole. okay <laughs> do you even remember
0: what you asked me I don't. Oh, yeah? How <laughs> yeah. did you talk to your family? Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, oh, I'm so mad. You're but, so um, jealous right now. <laughs> so this is what's awesome about your mom. I love your mom to death. So the fact that she's very, like, accepting from the very beginning. Accepting. 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 Yeah, accepting of your sexuality. Of Isn't it accepting? Accepting.
1: accepting? accepting. Accepting.
0: She was open to you being gay. <laughs> she, <laughs> so. But the thing is, it's mm-hmm. sad to think that there are people out there who have come out to their families and both parents yeah. are just completely 100% not having it. And, you know... It is sad, yeah. yeah. and I am thankful that my parents do accept, you know, who I am and their very understanding of, you know, when I came out to them. Yeah. And I know I did take a while to tell them about, you know, about us, about I you was, and I. yeah. But not because I was afraid of what they were going to say or act, I was just waiting for the, you know, quote-unquote perfect time. And honestly, there really
1: is not a perfect time to come out. I'm, yeah, I agree. It's it's always going to be, yeah, and then it gets to a point where you're just making up an excuse mm-hmm. to... Oh. Well, to,
0: to, 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 no, I'm just <laughs> I mean, saying I wasn't in making general, <laughs> no, I'm
1: saying in general, like, you know, you're just kind of pushing it off. I'm saying an excuse because you just want to keep pushing it mm-hmm. off, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, just, you're you know kind of nervous to have that conversation
0: mm-hmm. yeah and like for me like it's kind of kind of like what you did in high school um i just ripped the band-aid off and told my yeah. parents And it went something along the lines of, I remember we're sitting at the dinner table. You sat them down together, right? Yeah, Yeah. we're at the dinner table, and I... Wasn't I in the room? No, you were having dinner with a friend of yours. Okay, okay. And, you know, I'm at the table, and I'm like, so... To both my parents. (laughs) "Um, You know, Joel and I are more than friends. Mm -hmm. Um, We're a couple. And my mom was very passive about it, and she said something along the lines of... I figured yeah. and I only want what brings you happiness. You know, and my dad being my dad was all like, okay, uh can you ask Joel to bring some rice next time he comes to a cookout <laughs> or whatever because I mean, you and my dad have this running joke about yeah. rice and your Japanese descent and there Yeah,
1: yeah. So, here's my thing. You have two older brothers and a younger sister. Mm-hmm. So, and I know I know these stories. So, I <laughs> well, have yeah, to I'm ask <laughs> obviously because, you know, for the sake of the audience. Mm-hmm. But how did you tell them? How did you tell your sister? So, my sister, you <laughs> actually did that. You told her <laughs> um you came over for one of our and or
0: ritual Sunday night COVID cookouts because nobody was working. Yeah. And, you know, our Sunday night cookouts turned into usually me, you and my sister would stay up drinking, taking shots right. and everything. So I would call, I called it at a night early, like around three in the morning. And I think you and my sister
1: stayed outside talking and just kind of what happened. I called it a night early at 3 a.m. <laughs> um, okay. So I did not tell her. I did not tell your sister. Mm-hmm. The words never came out of my mouth. So she said a joke about you and some other girl um, being together or something like that. And I remember I made a face where, like, I made, like, a slight comment about it. But nothing indicating, like, our relationship or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I remember she gives me this, like, kind of, like, look back. And the next thing you know, she's kind of asking me if if you and I are more than just friends, right? And mm-hmm. I don't remember how exactly she worded it. But I remember being like, no, like, no, never. Why would you ask that? Again, keep in mind, I was drunk. um, And I'm, okay, that alone. But on top of the fact that I'm a horrible liar, okay? So I gave it away. Like, I, I didn't say yes, but my answer was, like, so horrible of a lie that, she just knew i was lying you are a horrible and she liar. immediately i remember just being like oh my god really and just like being so happy and i was like wait i didn't even say yes like you Did, know didn't she say
0: some long lines
1: of like she's glad that it, it's you and not like yeah. somebody else or whatever right yeah she definitely was like super happy that it was me mm-hmm. i yeah. wonder if she still feels the same <laughs> hmm.
0: we should call and ask yeah, her, we should ask
1: her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but just to kind of touch on
0: that you are a horrible liar <laughs> Yeah. And, but like my brother Marco, my oldest brother, yeah, um, I how think, did?
1: Yeah, I want to know how that. I mean, I know how that went, but I think it's a good little because your your brother Alex specifically is what <laughs> cracks me up. So my
0: oldest brother Marco, um, I think I told him he took it well. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he, he we told him he invited us out one night. Because you know, everyone knew that you and I were hanging out a lot. So my brother invites us out to they this. were like, who
1: is this Joel person on my on your oh, brother's Instagram story? Side note. I think that night. Versa. that night
0: he was trying to hook you up with one of a girl oh, that was yes. there. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, he does. It was your blue. sister. Was it my oh it was my yeah. sister, yeah. So my, his my older
1: sister- brother tried to pin me on his sister. And at the time, my sister knows his already. His sister knew at that time. His your brother Marco didn't know yeah. and he was trying to hook us up. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, awkward. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were out that
0: night and, you know, drunk drunken night, whatever. And after the bar closed, we went to my brother's house. Yeah. Um, and we were, we were all just, we were all just talking. And it was me, my brother, uh, his wife, and, uh, and you. And when we, you know, we, we told them and my brother was kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh shit. I was trying to hook you up with my sister and you know that I know like wrong Davila like <laughs> right but um they were very accepting Ace- they <sighs> this is going to bother no, me I got so you much. stuck yeah. on that <laughs> they welcomed you know they welcomed the relationship they welcomed you to
1: the family yeah and i mean yeah they were very welcoming they were really good about it to this day i mean i know yeah they were really really good about it and i'm super happy that that was the case um but, yeah, so this next one kind of cracks me up because I want you to tell them about your brother, Alex, because that's the one that really cracked me up. Okay. Like, it was hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, this one.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, so another one. You told him and his girlfriend oh in gosh. Miami. Okay. Um,
1: I'll, I'll put a pin on it until you finish.
0: Y'all Go. were out at dinner yeah. the, the night before I was scheduled to get there because I was flying in for work. You got there a day before I the did. The day before, you, yeah. And so I wasn't there for the the this whole conversation that that was going on between you my brother and his girlfriend so mm-hmm. i'm going to let you go ahead and take it from here because i wasn't there for so all. yeah
1: so we go have dinner and then after dinner we went to this like park area that was like around where we were at very historical uh place in florida in miami in the miami area and i i'm talking to him and yaya about stuff and i legit remember we were walking down that that park and um, I was just, I don't know, I guess I was just, I don't remember how it happened, but I remember specifically telling him or expressing to him how, you know, I was so glad that he was so accepting accepting of me and accepting of, of you and how supportive he was about us, mm-hmm. as in like being in a relationship, being boyfriends. And that's when he tells me that you had still yet to tell him that you and I were boyfriends. Till this day. <laughs> Till this day, He still does not know and has not heard it from you that we're together. Mind you, at this point, we've gone to vacations together, have hung out numerous times. I mean, have seen, seen he's seen us hug and kiss. I mean, you just never told him, Mm -hmm. so he still doesn't know from you. I mean, he knows obviously, he knows, but he still, (laughs) he's you still never told him. I wonder if he has an idea that I'm not
0: straight. Oh my god! I mean. Well, Alex, you know, if you're listening, Joel and I are a couple, (laughs) and um, I'm not straight. So, hey, I officially came out to my brother on Kosovo. We're just, like,
1: really cool bros. bros. Like, we're bros. Yeah, we like titties or whatever. Bros (laughs) before hoes. Hey, you can't say that because you do. Well, you say it then. I like titties. (laughs) So, Um, yeah, I
0: officially came out to my brother on Kosovo now.
1: Yeah, so, okay, so we spoke about your family. So, what about... Your friends, because I remember it being a very frustrating situation for me when you were going through that part of of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because, you're like, oh, your process is so frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> I was so annoyed. And no, because it was a, just a different situation mm-hmm. for me. I was, you know, your quote unquote dirty little secret during that time, and it felt like it, right? You know, was it was fun though. Oh, shut up! <laughs> um I couldn't be myself around you. I couldn't. We couldn't be ourselves around your friends. So. You know they they didn't know about us and you weren't ready to tell them for a little bit there mm-hmm. so it took it took time to get to that point.
0: Yeah, and we'll definitely touch on that here in, in a little bit. But um the first person I told in my group of friends was my best friend Albert. I mean, I consider him a brother because we grew up, we basically grew up together. I've met him in middle school and we've been friends ever since we were. 11 12 years old. Yeah. And um I remember we were at a dinner me you uh Albert and his fiance and after dinner we went to go have drinks at this little like bar outside bar area whatever in plano and albert he got up to go get some drinks mm-hmm. so in my head i was like oh shit here's now's my time so i got up and i went with him right and i remember texting you when i was in line i was like hey i'm gonna tell him <gasps> i know i remember and when i got that text i was like <gasps> oh like, my gosh like, this so is gonna nervous. go either so <laughs> good or so bad i'm just like i was so nervous for you and you know we're in line we're talking we're just laughing whatever And there was a brief moment of silence. And in my head, I'm like, okay, now's the time because there's nobody saying anything. Yeah. So I told him, I was like, hey, so, you know, Joel and I are, you know, we're more than friends, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're a couple. And Albert just froze. And I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Because I can't see his facial expression because he's standing in line in
1: front of me and he's yeah. like only like five feet tall. So, <laughs> and so Albert is the guy that we did the episode the on, stir-boot. by the way. the He is a male entertainer. Yeah, he was, yeah, still he so likes sad. the term male entertainer. But that's who, if you listen to season one of Kosovo, I think he was like, what, episode five? Five, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, that's who we're talking about. And
0: um, he he turns around and he's like, what? Like, Because it, it caught yeah. him off guard. And right. I'm like, well, you know, Joel and I were a couple, we're boyfriends. And he gave me the biggest hug I've ever gotten from mm-hmm. him because I told you, like, him and I, we aren't, we didn't, we're not very huggy, touchy kind of yeah. friends. And now, obviously, I don't know what, I mean, I know, I know what's changed, but he's more what's hugging changed? and, well, just more like... Me? Probably, but more me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but like, yeah, he gave me the biggest hug he's ever given me. And he's all like, man, he goes that's all I ever wanted was for you to be happy and he goes I've seen everything you've been through and you know it meant a lot coming from yeah. him because I've never heard him be this emotional affectionate towards me yeah and you know and he told me that like, you're still the same person to I me mean, nothing has or is gonna change um and it was a very like bro type of thing because again I can't stress on emphasize this on enough because we were never like that we were just you know guys hanging out or whatever but yeah here's the funny part for me was uh-huh. so we come back Albert and I come back to the table and he's all and hugging and Albert you. like comes straight to me yeah. and he's like, he's hugging you, like and... yeah he's hugging me like together and everything yeah. and meanwhile Diana his fiance is sitting at the table like, like what the fuck is happening fuck? why are we hugging <laughs> what did I miss <laughs>
1: Yeah. And you know what, though? I think the biggest thing for me and I think what was so glad because I mean, it's kind of cool that I was there. Like I was there to witness that moment for you, you know, telling your first ever friend about this moment and about who you are. And what I loved was how accepting he was about it, because it really just set the tone for what should have what your expectation should be with the rest of your friends right mm-hmm. like you know what i'm trying to say yeah definitely. like uh you know like he really just couldn't have done a um i guess a better job of just making you feel loved like mm-hmm. you should be right and just you know reminding you like hey you're my brother like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know and i fucking love albert and diana like they are my favorite friends that you have. And honestly, I consider them my friends too. And, um, I just, I'm so glad that they're as welcoming as they are because we just, I mean, we get along with them Mm -hmm. and we hang out with them all the time. Yeah. So, and like honestly, love you guys.
0: (laughs) And honestly, it did set the tone for what like expectations. Yeah. And I think it only got easier for me to tell my other friends, like, you know who I am. And honestly, everybody was a set, uh,
1: they accepted, like why? You who guys I was... have to let us know if he's saying accept. Am I saying it wrong? Have I been saying it, accepting the wrong the entire time? Because you you're saying accepting, right? Yeah, <sighs> accepting, accepting. It's... No, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> you're saying it wrong. But um, <laughs> but like yeah, like it set the tone,
0: and I you know I I I loved the fact that I didn't have to worry as much, and I don't know. It, I I love that part of this story. So now. I do feel bad for uh for that position that I put you in mm-hmm. and I know that you were very frustrated and I do remember telling you to just you know just be a little more patient which it sucks I'm sure to hear it, for you being on the receiving end of that yeah and in my head I think I wanted to tell everyone individually like a dramatic type of thing and I think I was making me coming out a a bigger deal than it needed to be at least for my for my story for my friends and family does that make sense to you
1: no i understand what you're saying but at the same time you know it was a big deal right like this was a life-changing conversation that you were having with people that who you didn't really know how they were going to react right i mean you like to think you know how they would react but you didn't really know right right so it was just one of those situations where like it could have gone either really good or really bad um so it was it was it's okay it was it was a big deal in the sense that you were making that life-changing confession to your closest friends and so de- I definitely did understand that I think for me, what was difficult was it felt like I was going backwards and I was making it an a me thing. I was trying to be as selfless as possible, but I couldn't help but to notice that. I was going a little bit backwards, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it was difficult having, you know, again, I felt like I was your dirty little secret, right? You know, and at that point, it's like I've, I had already done it, you know, and I, and I had to go through losing my dad because of it, you know? So for me, you know, I understood the fear that came with it, you know, so I understood mm-hmm. that. But, you know, at the same time, I've worked so hard and lost a lot to get to where I was just to end up having to kind of go back in yeah. the closet. And so it made it a little bit more difficult. Um, but that definitely put a strain on our relationship. Uh and there was definitely times when I and when I be when I did become impatient. And, you know, I kept having to remind myself that I had my time to do, to do it on my pace. And you should have that same luxury too. You mm-hmm. know, to to tell your people when you were ready yeah So,
0: and honestly like i know we we went through a small period we, we were strained in our relationship but you know in our story everything worked out everything worked out great it did, yeah and as soon as i started telling more people for me it was such a huge sigh of relief yeah um, i felt like a burden was lifted off my shoulders and you and i could finally be ourselves you know one thing one thing that does shock me now um when i came out to some of my friends. They were telling me like, oh, I thought you were, oh, I already, I already knew you were gay. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, what? I was like, how come no one ever told me? Because I
1: sure as hell didn't know. <laughs> it was funny because people would tell that to me too. And I'm like, bitch, why? Because it's like, when did you find out? Because you're like, I kind of found out last week. So how did that work out? Um, So it was, it was really funny. But any final thoughts on this conversation anything you want to add before we do our coastal takeaways
0: no i'm just gonna jump right into my takeaway um so i struggled to find the right words and the right time to come out to people uh when i was just playing it i was playing it up like a big production in my head and for me it didn't have to be that i know everyone's story is different i was lucky that everyone including my parents you know they're okay with who i am and if there is someone in your circle that doesn't support, you know, you being gay, by a lesbian, you know, what have you, then it's safe to say that that person doesn't need to be in your circle. In the end, you know, love is love. You can't help who you fall in love with. As long as you're happy and have the support of
1: those closest to you, that's all that should matter. That's right, baby. You love me. Yeah. yeah. Yay. you. Yay. Um... Okay, so my coastal will takeaway is gonna be a little bit more emotional, because I feel like as a child during the time, you know, that I was going through what I was going to through internally, it was a different experience, right? It's a different experience from an adult who's going through through this, right? Um. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, does that make sense when I say it out loud? Okay. So for me, I feel like at that time, it felt like I lost so much, right? Mm -hmm. Do I regret any of it? No. But it doesn't mean it hurt any less. You know, losing my dad because of who I am, I think, was the biggest pain for me during that time. I felt worse then I think I would imagine it would have felt like to hear that he just died, right? Like, and this is why he I can't talk to him and vice versa. But the thing was that he wasn't dead. He was alive and he was well, and um, he was well and alive without me because he didn't want to have anything to do with me. And if you're coming out to your family and your friends or someone who you really care about, you know, whoever it may be, you have to remember that it may not be an easy conversation that you're about to have. And you may not get the reaction that you're expecting. <sighs> you know, the person you love and who you thought loved you just as much as you think you love them may cut you out of their lives for being yourself. You know, it hurts and you'll cry, and you'll feel a lot of pain, but you're worth that pain. Because at the end of all of that confusion and all of that hurt, you'll get to be the most honest version of yourself that does deserve to be loved by you. And remember this, you know, family is bonded by love and not by blood. You'll find your true family, but first you have to find yourself Happy, 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 (laughs) happy National Coming Out Day.
0: Happy National Coming Out Day.
1: Yay. Um, Happy
0: National Coming Out Day from Kosovo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So be sure to check out our show on any major streaming platform like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and rate, subscribe, and share this episode and more to help us out.
0: Follow us on social media. You can find us using... <laughs> I know the... you're a little bit emotional yeah. still. <laughs> uh, follow us on social media. You can follow us using the at Kosovo podcast handle on Instagram and Twitter. Use our tag at Kosovo to keep up with what we're doing and catch a new episode every single Wednesday. Every single Wednesday. Until December.
1: Except for the last three weeks when we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, stay tuned, guys. Thank you so much for listening. See Bye. you. Bye.